Welcome to another episode of E-Meet With Me and I'm your host, Grace Christos. E-Meet With Me is a weekly podcast where we get to interact with creatives who reveal to us through their stories how to navigate through life. On today's episode, we have Michael Aldo who talks about the spiritual dimension of success, focus, productivity, imbibing habits, routine and lots more. Stay through with us and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of E-Meet with me. Thank you, Mike, for agreeing to do this with us. Um, the first thing we would like to know is who is Michael Aldo? How would you describe or define yourself? Okay, good evening, everyone. Um, let me thank you for joining on behalf of, <laughs> of uh, Grace, right? Okay, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Michael, who is Michael? Michael Aldo. Well, it's, it's quite hard to tell, you know? It's just like asking a fish. When you're, <laughs> how does it feel to be in the water? And the fish is like, what, what does that really mean, right? Okay, so who is Michael Aldo? Yeah. Michael Aldo is one cool guy. One very nice, loving, kind. I have to praise myself. Very, very <laughs> fine. I, I'm alive. Say that right. <laughs> very, very fine, godly, handsome, God fearing, and all the good things you can ever think of. That's Michael Aldo, actually. Uh, he loves. He loves to think. He loves to think analytically. He loves to connect with people. He loves to work with people. Um, basically, he loves to live his best life. Like, yeah, it's not yet there, but every day he just strives to live better, try to live um, higher than yesterday. That's it, basically. So that's Michael in a nutshell. Okay, Mike, what do you do? What do you do as regards career, profession, things like that? Okay, um, well, I wish I was 20, 20 or 21, I would have said uh, I'm still trying to figure out what my life is all about. Okay, so what do I do as regards career? I'm an architect, architectural designer okay. by profession. And then I also do high performance training generally. Okay, now when it comes to high performance training, it's more or less like a personal thing, not like um, what I mean by a personal thing, like a passion right that's those kind of things passion purpose kind of thing like a calling so high performance training helping guys to gain clarity get to live their best life you get and find an expression for uh who they are and what they want to be okay yes um people with multiple passions who probably have a different um like you they have a passion something they are invested in but they yeah. have a different career yeah or something else that brings how do you suggest they infuse these different things into one so it makes sense and when they are introducing themselves to other people it doesn't make them sound confused how do they infuse these different areas of their lives okay um well it's about being you the thing is this most times what you would be about as a person like your message will not really conflict with any career, generally speaking. I'm just saying generally speaking, because most times what 
uh, you would want to do with your life, like if you're calling, right? It would be more of a message. It would be more of an ideology, while your career would be more of um, utility, something that helps people solve a problem. You get most often than not. So uh, there usually there there's usually no contradiction. So being a high performance trainer and being an architect, I would just simply tell you I do high performance architecture. <laughs> right? That, that, that's the combination of it, right? High performance architecture. I infuse my person, my message to architecture. And we have high performance architecture. So it's really not a this person, this person thing. There should be a confluence point where everything joins together, where the ideology meets with the technical or technical skill or career you're building you get so i think that's the best way to go about it you shouldn't be one kind of you have two extremely unconnected lives it's, it's still you it's just you finding multiple expression right and it's not today we have old um, guys like leonardo da vinci um pablo picasso these guys were everything scientists painters sculptors architects every single thing you can think of right musicians to some um so there is no constraint it's just about giving yourself expression through as many channels or as few channels as you choose whatever the case may be yeah okay so when they find their message other things it's easy for other things to find expression as we're trying to say right yeah um you know now to be rewarded you must you must in fact most likely not must share but you most likely will need to find a problem-solving technical skill. You get something that helps someone achieve an, a thing. It's not a message kind of thing you get, but it's more or less like a done-for-you service or a product that you're, you get. Something that solves someone's problem one way or the other. So if you can infuse your message right into that technical thing, if it's in the same field, fantastic. If it's not in the same field or context right then there's still a way to join it one way or the other but i think the major thing is just about being excellent at what you do just be excellent okay okay let's make it more practical let's okay. give examples okay like somebody who um is into probably loves music okay loves music a lot yeah get to read music in school. yeah and probably read economics or something so how does the person infuse music and economics into one? How does he do that? Okay. Um, music and economics. Economics is not a problem-solving skill. So you're probably saying maybe music and um, banking, right? Or music and... Um, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Economics is... in quotes so even in economics there will be something you're doing right um i don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say there's there should be a problem solving part of what you're doing with economics maybe you're a banker you're an economic analyst or um one way or the other you just have to find something that is technical something that is problem solving about economics right maybe you're part of mm. the committee in the country that does um, economic planning and all of that right and you're a musician mm. i don't think there's an issue with that you simply push your music and do your economics very well if they ask you you say i'm an economic analyst and i love to make music 
All right. Um, but do you think okay. the world would have space for um, people with multiple passions? Like they say, something has to bring you out. It's just one thing, one skill that would bring you out and other things yeah. to find expression. Okay, so, that's very true. Okay. Well, I'm listening. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the thing now is this. Everything in life has a trade-off. If you insist on choosing a particular lifestyle, right, you may have to um, trade something off for it. Like, if you choose to be good in music and good in your, let's say, your banker or something about economics, right, chances yeah. are you won't have enough time to be the best, absolute, you get. So there is a point where you have to say, okay, because I've chosen to combine these two, I may not be able to do X, Y, Z, and I'm okay with that reality. That's a, mm. and, and that's one thing we, I think we all need to realize that it's not everybody that is, that is like 100% driven to be the most known for something. You get what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah. if, if some people are um, able to live, I mean, live comfortably, right? Get the kind of maybe job or business that they want to run, right? At the same time, pursuing something that makes meaning for them. They are okay. They may never be on anything Forbes, any international scene, but doesn't mean they are not living a great life. It doesn't mean they are not living a fantastically complete and impactful life. That's the truth. So we all we, we all need to settle down and really think what really matters to us as a person first before we now use other benchmark. Because truly speaking, mm. we all won't stand out. The moment everybody is standing out, then nobody is standing out. <laughs> That's the truth. If if seven hundred people are the best in the world, come on, it's not possible. So it's just be a competition that has no end. Who will be the highest? Okay, let's say you best to in the of my life. Right? Like, yeah. What is there? I say being the best now becomes normal normal. Like that's the You norm. get, you get. So there are too many people playing in that space and the stake just gets way higher. The question is, mm. would you be willing to do that? Is that what you really want in your life? Because mm. there are there are several trade-offs that people don't realize for people that really, really go out to stand out. I mean, the level of sacrifice that it may take you, it's not everybody that is willing to pay the price. So let's <laughs> let's be clear about it. It's very, very important. So whatever level of price you're willing to pay, right? Mm. Then you say, okay, I'm willing to do this and this, and I want to live like that, and I love my life this way. Fine and good. Go ahead and live your life. I believe so. Mm. Oh, profound. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Um, with what you said, right? Um, I want you to define success in practical terms, right? As it applies to you, what would you, what do you think success is, and how would you, when you see someone, what makes you say this person is successful and this other person isn't? What are the um, parameters to define to determine success? Okay. Um, first and foremost. Um, you can't tell whether a man is successful unless you know his goals as a person. Yeah, you may... More and more nowadays, I see many more people are trying to um, 
benchmark success by the most obvious thing, which is money, 100%. Of course, money is extremely important, you understand? It's very important, but we can't use money to benchmark success because alone, let me put it that way, we can't use money alone to benchmark success um, because some people would be born in richer families by default. Does that mean they're successful? Simply because they were born, you get like, they play at bigger levels, they make mistakes at the biggest levels and they win at the biggest levels and doesn't mean they did anything extra than you you might actually be working harder yeah 10 times harder than that person but the person is playing at a level leveraged level let me put it that way you get so yeah. for me success is um living one's best life truly mm. speaking yeah living one's best life okay the continuous should I say persistent pursuit of your like your most best self? You get the best expression of yourself in terms of your contribution to the earth, in terms of the enjoyment of your life. You get and um, glorifying God's kingdom as a person of faith. You get pushing the kingdom of God as a person of faith. Um, so that matters to me. Yeah. So, but that's it. Um, I believe whether I'm in the village without internet i can be successful and if i'm in the city in the lagos town i can be successful if i'm in new york i can be successful anywhere i am i can be successful it has to do with my goals with what i'm called to do with what i believe i'm called to do and not 100 benchmarking against um, people who may not really be <laughs> enjoying their lives per se but let's just leave it that way we can't tell. I can't judge a man except I know his goals, right? So if you know my goals, yeah. you can now know that I'm successful. And that's it for me. But for me, at the basic level, it's about living my best life, giving expression to the truest person in me. And that's it. Okay, you mentioned something about faith and religion, right? Yeah. And in recent times, there's been this thing about religion being the major reason why people um don't achieve or don't they don't get to live their best lives they don't get to that point that peak of their careers right because they have um religion does some things to the mindsets of people okay right so that there is that angle and there is another angle that says religion helps you aids you to achieve um your to be a high performer achieve things go for stuff and all that do you think what role do you think religion plays in success is it a negative or a positive role okay oh, it's a complex question right because if you take any side you'd you'd find good reasons why um, or how it can be twatted one way or the other but for me in my own perspective um especially in areas places like africa i really think religion is even the tool that can be used to shift us to a place of wealth because the largest number of um gatherings in africa are religious gatherings right Mm. that's the truth so it's it's not really the religion is the content of what is being said Mm. you get it's the content of what is being said so if the people are um should i say told 
about certain things in a certain way, they would most likely gravitate towards a kind of level of productivity, right? If they are told certain realities of life, they'll gravitate the other way around. You understand? So it's about the content of the religion um, or of what is being said in those religious gatherings, right? So whether it's for good or for bad, it's about the leaders in those religious sects or um, affiliations, right? So what are they saying? Are they saying things that encourage people to produce or are they saying things that make them transfer their responsibility onto God? You understand? So that's the balance. It's about where is responsibility? Is it with God or is it with man? What is the role of man in his success? Once that area is mixed up, that's like it. That is the end. <laughs> you get where you just believe if you do, uh, where, where you turn God into a genie. If you do good, you do this, you do this, you do this to God. God will do this, do this, yeah. do this, do this back to you. And then you keep trying to mock God. And God cannot be mocked, literally. God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he reaps. If he sows hard work, if he sows spiritual seed, he will reap spiritual blessings. <laughs> if he sows seeds of labor, of physical work, right? Every man is worthy. Every laborer is worthy of his reward. If he sows seed of labor, he will get a reward. So the question is, what are they sowing? What are they adhering to? These laws are perfect. I truly believe they are perfect. The laws that bind us actually in my own faith as a Christian. And so it, the role of religion is kind of neutral. It's about the content or what is being said. But true religion pushes towards success. That's it for me. Mm -hmm. True religion pushes towards success. Because in my own religion, God is inspiring us to create. God is telling us, I am the creator and you are like me. You were made in my image, so create you get to be productive many times let he who has a hand go to work let him not steal anymore so that you'll be able to eat and give to those who don't have those are words from the bible you get so it's pushing yeah. people towards production towards productivity of course there's a faith dimension of it and spiritual dimension of it but then even in the most basic sense it promotes success and pursuit of productivity Okay, thank you. Yep. Thank you for that. Um, I want to also find out, still on the concept of success, right? All right. What is and how should we um, how should we accept or imbibe mentorship in a way that it doesn't override or it doesn't rule out our authenticity and originality? Because, like you said, or you rightly said, um. Success is based on our individual goals, personal goals. Yeah. So how do we, we embrace mentorship, leadership, and things like that, such that it doesn't rule out that um, our person, us achieving or attaining the, um, or living our best life, like you like to say it. So how do we embrace mentorship? Okay. Um, the very first um, perspective one must use when one must use when approaching mentorship, in my opinion, right, is to be conscious of the fact that a mentor does not know, does not live your life, as in he has not lived your life, he is not living your life, and everything you would say will be in line with his own perspective of life. 
right now does mm-hmm. that tell you that the mentor is wrong or right or you should be choosing what they should say and what i mean you should be choosing what you will do when when they say do stuff no that's not what i mean but what i'm trying to say is that be aware 100 percent that this mentor this leader this person he does not know my mom <laughs> most likely he doesn't know where i grew up he doesn't know my secondary school he doesn't know my teacher he doesn't know my uncle he doesn't know my auntie he doesn't know many things you get so when they advise oftentimes is within the confines of the person they believe you are right mm-hmm. so when i approach mentorship I approach it from the context of this person is giving me wisdom perspective that i should consider greatly that i should put at the forefront of my consideration when thinking of what to do next right mm-hmm. but it's not always a hook line sinker way to go about whatever i'm supposed to do you get what i'm trying to say yes i do yes, yes. so it, 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 okay don't you think if you approach it that way it makes it look like your the counsel you receive from mentors is subjective right because clearly there are times when you'd get um counsel and you know that based on the person you know you are becoming you know that this is not beneficial for this time or this won't ultimately apply to your life right yeah so doesn't it seem like you don't um you're not being open to accept every part of mentorship if you're selective with what you hear and how you'll be okay very very important yeah um one thing for me right for me one thing i've learned to do is to actually converse with my mentors i don't i don't think mentors are one-way channel whatever they say no if you can't reason with them i mean god says reason with me right come up and reason with me like check my word say some things ask me back query what i say right so if mentors tell you a thing and you don't think xyz for one two three reasons why not push it back to them like but this is my view and this is what i think and this is the reality that is around me right now what do you think based on this information i just gave you back you get Mm. so because most people's relationship with mentors is almost one way or um they don't really even have a connection as in with the person so the person is just like speaking to them from far the person does not know many things about them you get their tendencies and their personality that kind of mentorship i don't really know about that i really don't subscribe to that it's almost like reading a book the kind of mentorship i'm thinking of (laughs) is the type where you have access you can actually say after two days or three you can go back and say okay but this is what i think i thought through what you said carefully a b c d i was planning to do this and this but i'm not going i'm trying to not or i'm trying to not do this because of this and this what do you see you'd be shocked the person will say wow you're right hmm. it's not about hmm. you saying yes sir go and start dancing tomorrow morning yes sir <laughs> go and go and ah yes sir to what like the person does the person didn't know that you broke your leg three weeks ago and you're dancing mm. <laughs> you get that kind of thing so they are telling you best practices based on the information available to them if you expose more and or if you reason this thing does not make sense based on one two three parameters why not go back and say hello this is my parameters or sir not necessarily hello sir this is my parameters one two three does this still make sense can i still go ahead with it 
you get or can i wait yeah. on this can i pause on this or oh i got your information but i really want to wait and pause and i want to do it in a later time and the person is like wow good no problem you get it's not about yeah. you now yeah. because they're the other side where you now do not take the advice and you don't tell them that you're not taking it <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah. terrible that's when you now look off but when you go back and say mm-hmm. i got your advice i thought about it but i'm doing this and this and this and this right now i don't think that will work and the person is like okay cool no problem they know that you are a thinking person and you are you are actually now dementing not just a robot following yes yeah so this is huge liberation for a lot of people yeah definitely so mike um michael Aldo to many of us is someone who is collected composed very wise um so many things like wow. that in that wow Who's that guy? <laughs> so have you always been like this mike and at the times you you know that um you are not as collected as we actually think you are at the times when you know that you are really you're not composed times we are just off are there times like that yeah like right now yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> i can't say no don't even say that <laughs> it's unbelievable <laughs> if this is your off time <laughs> okay 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 i'm not off i'm just being original i'm actually very original often times i try to be so it's not like my cool calm collected in theory is not a face it mm, is a person okay. i am not faking it i am not trying to be xyz i'm actually being me almost always i won't say always because of course i have to not smile sometimes <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so um have i always been like this really okay the wise part i don't know that i'm wise i really don't think i'm that wise at least from my own perspective, because when I look up and I see how much I can be, right, how much there is to be, I know I am not that wise. Uh, yeah. Then when it comes to cool, calm, collect, I think those are just personal attributes. And yeah, I can be playful and all the other things, 100%. I am very that kind of person. I'm very personal person. I mean, a lone person. I crack my own joke for myself and laugh and enjoy myself alone. <laughs> of course, but yeah, I enjoy people's company and all of that. But that's just me. I don't think there is, I don't think I changed to become this person. It's just me. I just probably, onions, that's what's coming to my mind. Opening the onion, you know, when you get inside, you'll now be seeing the fresher, truer version of the onion than when you're seeing the back, right? So that's just it's just about peeling off and getting to the better version of myself that's it it's uh, i think that's it okay um you think that i think for me hmm. um consistent wisdom um your ability to stay um on top of your game things that you do yep. your ability to be productive to do all those things i think it takes a level of um intentionality right okay so are there things that you intentionally expose yourself to to make sure that you remain productive you remain a high performer sure uh it's information system i i think i've said this several times it's about information system 
the number one thing that will determine what will happen in your life and how your life will continually continually play out right is community community mm. not talking okay. about whether you're in Angwan Pama <laughs> or you're in Oshodi or you're in uh, what other place it, it's no that's not community community is about for me it's first about how information gets to you community is about who has your ear time as Feladorito said says it right who has your ear ear time what voices mm. enter into you and how often you get what's the highest volume of voices that come into you what what's the should i say the trend or the tendency of those voices what would they be speaking so why i'm able to be me consistently is that i've intentionally surrounded myself with certain kinds of people right mm. so it is not an effort to be smart the emails i received from guys like victor bassi ronald zimora tommy balogun and the, uh, was Patrick Bed David, Said Jimmy's um, classes, Elisha Maman's status, um, tons of other people. In fact, because I follow these people, if I go on YouTube, all the videos that I'll be showing will be about investments or business. They won't show me the latest iPhone. They don't think I need it. They won't show me the latest music video by the video. You get. So by the time all these kind of stuff are the only things around me, the only things that pop up are hey come and see how to make two hundred thousand dollars in the next five minutes and you get so consistently that information circle makes that everything i'm doing is geared towards productivity right is geared towards what people define as productivity let me put it that way because i truly believe productivity is personal it's not a thing of um this is production this is not production right it's about a person for somebody knowing what the next iphone will look like is productivity you get what i'm trying to say it's not about yes. mental development always no it's just for me and a few of us that mental development is productivity for others it's about yeah. probably dancing creation and all those kind of things that is core productivity yeah. you get so i really don't want yeah. to be segregative uh -huh. Uh, so playing on the top of my game as a person right it's about community that's the biggest trick surrounding myself mm -hmm. with a particular kind of people if i pop up on facebook i've put some people on c first right mm -hmm. so i see what they yeah. do first and then boom they create the direction for my thoughts and mm -hmm. that's it so that's how it works for me so mike i um, want to meet you more I want to be more personal with you so take okay. us through a typical day in michael aldo's life okay typically if, if i finish saying it now they will now know that i don't used to do hard hard things every day <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right wow a typical day um okay a typical day i wake up probably 6 37 right um i have my journal from the previous day right well i have written what i want to do you get mm. just jot out what i want to do a b c d e f g uh, most times wake up i i do the next thing pray bless pray bless means pray bless god pray bless mm. 10 15 minutes that's it um after pray bless the first thing on my mind is food wow. <laughs> okay i look forward to it for breakfast right of course probably you get start preparing something for breakfast and 
oftentimes 8 30 9 9 30 that period sometimes i do other things to get early morning stuff i want to do maybe i didn't catch up on some things the previous day but then 8 30 9 there about to 10 i leave for work actually have a job but not really a job but let me call it <laughs> well yes because it's not like i have a job <laughs> it's a contract <laughs> kind of job that's why i can go to the office by eight or nine you get what i'm trying to say now oh. so i go to my workplace um workplace i'm an architect there primarily and so mm. I to sites i look at the sites i check what the guys are doing uh, i'm not the one supervising i'm monitoring on behalf of the client to make sure that they are building what um i drew you get the idea so it's not like i'm the one telling them put the wood here put the stick here no so <laughs> i get to the office i look at the sides they are doing work i go into the office um i have other roles i play for the firm i work with full mark ujakano um uh so i get to the office depending on what i have to do you get on it you can't tell what that day is but it will most likely be administrative kind of stuff writing some things typing some stuff and break time 1 30 go and chill the guys just about nigeria shout about nigeria laugh about <laughs> all the all the political gimmicks that goes on in nigeria right uh two o'clock mm-hmm. four o'clock done with um sorry three o'clock thereabouts done with break go back to desk or go go to site depending on what the day is like right typically close yeah. at five back home depending on how exhausting the day is either shower and sleep or stay awake then <laughs> seven it's dinner seven eight thereabouts either prepared by myself i usually cook i usually cook mm. and then it's nine call babe for like one hour yeah <laughs> so then i have like two hours right to do my own thing whether i want to write posts write stuff come up with new we get build build yeah. my career that's what i do for the many parts yeah. two three hours minimum every day or on a typical day let me not say every day on a typical day i build on stuff yeah. either writing content building something behind or doing a side contract you get those kind of things or reaching out to clients and different different kind of things but then two three hours thereabouts then 11 12 i'm writing what i'll do the next day before i sleep and depending on what happens if i stumble on this guy what's this guy's name i i will now watch <laughs> like two or three of his videos laugh and then go to bed <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Macaroni or the other, other guy what's this other guy's name I'll just laugh 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 yeah those are the only guys because they're on YouTube so I just watch theirs I don't really like Instagram so much so yeah so that's mm. it on a typical day wow so you've taken out all the mysticism about Michael how do you actually think it would be someone who kabash for like two hours then oh oh oh, oh, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, there are seasons actually, in the true sense of it, there are cycles. That's how it works for me, right? So, there are seasons of intense reading. There is a period where, in probably one month, I'll read four or five books straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and some other times a month will go two months it'll just be articles and you get i won't really focus on books um some other time mm. I'll focus on spiritual matters you get mm. lots of messages okay. lots of reading of the bible you get that kind of thing so for me i i prefer to grow in seasons and at different seasons i put intensity to different things yep okay so do you do well with routines i do well with broad routines not short routines i'm terrible with short yeah. routines very terrible okay, i kind of walk this thing every day for one hour uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. It's so yeah. difficult you get but if it's a broad on a broad scale you get it's like i i do tell um guys on the high performance program um it's like the rain right you are sure it will rain between july and probably september right october but yeah. whether it's rain on monday the 15th of june you can't tell i don't know if you get my point yeah. on august 21st but in that season you know that it will rain so i yeah. prefer seasonal kind of routine it rains every year than the very specific that means every day i don't really it doesn't work so much with me yep okay all right um you, it seems like i would never guess to be really interested in nigerian politics so it made me um i'm not oh, i'm not i'm not <laughs> if, if, I, if i tell you my mind about nigeria you just say how about mike i'm about so to ask you your mind <laughs> ah, 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 ah. okay okay i'm listening um do you think nigeria has a problem <laughs> nigeria is problem <laughs> uh, we, we, we do not have it <laughs> we have okay that's just been mean but i can't say it any lighter but because really mm. hmm, I've, I've i've thought about it i've thought intensely about nigeria's issues and it pains me so much that you get i've become like numb it has become like leprosy that kind mm. of i've become numb to the feeling of the pain like i don't want to be pained same way i don't like watching football so i just so i don't have to choose right i just pick the winning team so this one i've just chosen to not care <laughs> okay yeah really but nigeria mm-mm. the issues are too much okay if you were the president what do you think you would do differently oh i was pressed if i were the president of nigeria hmm okay i've said it before number one i would have i would sit on communication 100% i will be the president that would be interpreted into all the nigerian languages in nigeria so i would have a representative i would go live often and i would speak to every nigerian in their various dialects so in every state in every local government where they have a unique language right i'll have a representative from that place that will be interpreting whatever i'm saying onto their own radio or their own tv or their own broadcast Hmm. That's number one thing I would do. Why? Because Nigeria does not have a Nigerian dream. Nigeria does not have a single vision. But there's only one way to create a single vision is to have one voice speaking and directing. You get one voice that can be trusted that says, "Let's go this way. There is hope." And the voice is consistently telling us to move in a direction. So that's what I would do. Primarily, that's the first thing I would do. 
I would make sure my voice goes to everywhere in Nigeria in the language that they understand. We keep saying we're 200 million people, but how many people speak English? And how come almost all presentations by the presidency is in English? And all of this, you get what I'm trying to say? Yes. So what about these grassroots guys? The guy in Potiskum, the guy in Ikotekbene, um, the guy in, you get across Nigeria, different tribes, different nooks, crannies, they don't have the Nigerian dream. Mm. The Fulani, the, this, the Baburu people, and <laughs> all of them, right? Yeah. I, that's the first thing I would do if I become president. Because with unity of voice, unity of purpose, we'll start changing things. Mm. I won't start attacking this. I, I don't know how I'll become president because it's like impractical because I'm too... <laughs> Okay, let me just leave my mind. To... <laughs> but 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 that's something I would really do. That's the very first thing I would do. And then from there, uh, if I would invest, the next thing I would do would be towards education. You get technical education, technical education, not all this English. Technical education to move Nigeria towards becoming a productive nation, like technologically productive you get technical technologically productive at par with the world so that the guy in the village understands or can use tools you get yes. much more advanced tools and all of that that's the kind of education i'm talking of not necessarily english i actually yeah. think that's really very important and powerful because communication is so profound you can make anybody yeah. do anything when you know yes. how best to communicate so yes. you actually articulated it so well and i hope somehow somehow one of the people <laughs> in the leadership <laughs> in leadership of nigeria gets to listen to this and really starts to think in the same direction right it would do a lot of good to us as i nigeria. agree Okay. about your childhood experiences yes all right so i had um elder ones who were way older right mm-hmm. and so they they were ahead in a sense you get so i had access to their books i had access to so when i was small probably 10 11 right i'd mm-hmm. started reading physics textbooks i read the entire physics textbook Probably before oh. I entered JS1, I'd finished reading physics textbook of O-level physics. And truly, wow. I was doing all the experiments there. I'd created pinhole camera. I'd created, um, what's it called? I'd been doing, what's it called? Okay, you're not a science student. <laughs> I was. All right, okay. Um, this experiments that I had to do with battery and salt and water with nails and then you'll be seeing all this cathode reaction. I was trying everything in the textbook. I wanted to make my own camera. I wanted to make my own film. Many, many things. Mm-hmm. I think those experiences um, made me believe so much that I could do stuff, right? And then coupled mm-hmm. support of parents. My parents allowed me study Igbo in secondary school. Can you imagine? What? I, I got an <laughs> F, F, <laughs> but it was worth it. Like, I did what I wanted and failed at it, boy. And everybody was just laughing. You get mm. so I think kinds of experiences were really, really instrumental into making me the person I am today. Like, no one could, no one said, um, don't do it, you will fail, or don't. No, it was like, if you really want to explore it, why not? 
So my mom yeah. is Yoruba, so I could have done Yoruba. My dad is Nupi, and then I was living in Hausa land, right? Niger and all of that. So I could have done Hausa or Yoruba, but I went to do Igbo. But at least mm-hmm. now I can say Otutoma. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Igbo people be like, oh, cool, and all those kind of things. But of course, that's it. So that freedom to explore, right? Yeah. Really, really, I think it's an experience that um, allowed me to become the person I am today. Okay, so Mike um, would want to know how we can reach you after now. And I also want to know if you take mentees. Can people apply the mentored by you? Okay, okay. Um, so first, to reach me, reaching me, I'm one person that loves to be productive and accessible. And I really love to connect with people intimately. So, but then you have to be a serious person, <laughs> generally speaking, right? Or else you will not like me. It's not like I will not like you. It's that you will not like me. <laughs> and so the pro- yeah, the problem is that you will not like me in the long run because I might be sounding off or harsh or whatever you uh, want to call it, even though truly I'm not that way, right? So, um, primarily you can reach me. You can visit my website, michaelaudu.com and on the contact me page, you can see different ways to reach me on WhatsApp, on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, I'm really active on Facebook primarily and my WhatsApp, Instagram, Twitter, all those ones are on the low for me for now, right? So probably we'll build on that subsequently. Um, talking about mentees, I don't really take mentees directly yet. Um, I actually have a program, the High Performance Year Planner, right? Year program. Uh, I'm still, it's still in the formative years, right? It's, it's like in a beta mode, testing mode. And so the guys on board are just very few and I'm not opening it to a lot of people yet till 2021. So, but if you're following me on all of these platforms, you know when it comes up. It's about um, giving people access to um, the kind of relationship. Working with me is a relationship that would allow you to live your best life, right? Um, engaging mm-hmm. you in conversations, you get that will make you think creative think productive within the line of who you want to be you get and who you want to become basically mm-hmm. so just fostering you becoming the best version of yourself that's what the program is about and then but in the interim you can always join the high performance network on um, facebook and join the mailing list also on my mailing list i do share lots of content quite cool content um, yes yeah, right. Really, yes, I've really been blessed by them. Yes. Right. So time and time again, I do share great content via email. So if you're on the list, you'd really enjoy um, what I have to say. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for always um, obliging me whenever I call. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're a fantastic person. So why not? And then your family. <laughs> You know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, then. Thank you so much once again. Thank you for joining in today's conversation. Never forget, we are committed to your success. Cheers.